Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. Oh, it's easy, yard. On Little Friday, dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Unaccompanied minors. Crank up that music, Michael. It's an intermation party. Do you understand? This is a party. You don't walk into a party and the music's barely playing over in the corner. Everybody's going to turn around and leave with their chips. This is a party. I'm taking my chips and going home. This is no party. I expected louder music. Today is the one-year anniversary, depending on how you count it by who, of the whole thing starting. That's why Joe Biden is going to give a primetime address to the nation tonight. Oh. It's also, I think, a way to get away from uh, his problem of not having a press conference. I think it'll take off a little of the pressure of that. As he sets a new record every day for not having a press conference as a new president. I was darkly amused to hear that the military junta that's taken over Myanmar, and it is no joke. I mean, it's a bloody, bloody situation. They're terrible. Uh, but the military junta has held a press conference, <laughs> but the Biden administration hasn't. Hilarious. So, so generals who are oppressing the population are willing to face the press, but not the president. I guess, so his primetime address tonight on the one-year anniversary, because it's the year anniversary of the WHO officially declaring it declaring it a worldwide pandemic. It's also the day that a whole bunch of different stuff shut down, a lot of schools. I don't remember the exact date my uh, son's school shut down, but it was around now. Monday and, the 16th was a big day. Really? Yeah. What yeah. happened on that? That was the week everything shut down. And I only remember that because of the offices downstairs at the radio ranch that still have the signs on their door, taped to their door. As of this Monday, March 16th, we will be closed temporarily. And they remain closed. I know the day that got my attention was when they canceled the NCAA tournament. It was probably around the 16th. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed impossible. And... Um, if you had told, if, if everybody had believed, some people were throwing around these numbers, but we all thought they were crazy. If, if I had believed that well over a half a million people were going to die in the next year, I can't imagine how we all would have reacted or what the markets would have done or anything like that. Mm, boy, I, interesting thought experiment. I know a buddy of mine said that'd be, I don't, I don't remember how I got on the, the number 80,000, but uh, he said, oh, it's going to be way bigger than that. Because I thought that was outrageous that somebody had said that. He said, yeah. and I thought, oh, my God, how could that possibly be? I think he's crazy. I think he's one of those people that likes to exaggerate. Drama queen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, not so much. And if you had told me kids would not be in school for an entire year, I'd have thought that's impossible. What if somebody told you they wouldn't be in school for an entire year, even though the science says they ought to be? <laughs> even though there's no reason for them not to be. That, that yes. definitely would have thought it was impossible. Very frustrating. We're we're talking to Tim, the lawyer, later today, right? About uh, something, some case he's involved in. Uh, yeah, yeah, crusading for liberty across the land. But as a guy who has written books about and speaks about all over the country about personal freedom and property rights, I want to ask him to reflect on the last year because property rights obviously include the right to own and run your business. Your your property rights are definitely being affected when the government says no, you can't have your business open mm-hmm. for the next year because we say so. 
Right, right. Well, and I know Tim, like any scholar who is in his field, has pretty strong opinions about so-called emergency powers. The government seizing emergency powers and then taking away your rights is so old and cliched and pathetic. I mean, it's just so played. You, You can't even believe Americans fell for it. And I'm not saying all precautions and all restrictions were were out of place. Maybe some of them were, but... Everybody just acquiesced completely to anything, whatever their bonehead governor or who the hell are they county health person told them to do. Yeah. Some geek with a half-ass master's degree in public health from some, you know, whatever university, all of a sudden granted czar-like powers. Where'd that come from? Why would you get a half-ass master's degree? I don't know why you wouldn't go ahead and stick around for that extra credit or two. Mm. To get the other cheek. It's more expensive. <laughs> it's more expensive. Right. Who reads the diploma on the wall? It says right up there in small letters, half-assed M.A. I saw that. I was filling out something the other day. What was it where it wanted to know my level of education? Mm. And uh, and I thought, what? How, how could this possibly matter to anything at this point in my life? Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how could this possibly matter? To anything. How could I possibly still be filling out a form at my current age as to what grade I finished? Right. <laughs> Especially given the fact that a lot of us, we've learned ten times as much out oh, of yeah. school as we learned in school. Oh, yeah. But if I'd stuck around for one more year and gotten a, an M.A. in something, would, oh, that, would that make a man. difference in oh. filling out this form to the fact that I've got a B.A.? Oh, sir, please step into this special waiting room, <laughs> would you? There are some velvet seats for you. Can we get you a glass of wine? <laughs> and that's at the dentist's office. <laughs> I heard that, uh, I just heard the stats that uh, college enrollment is down among undergrads, but up among postgrads. And I, that's got to be the crowd that, however it's being funded, often by mother and father, uh, have thought, eh, I think I'll stay in the whole college lifestyle for another year here, and yeah. rather than uh, go out into the world. Well, it's often funded by A, the government, or B, debt, which they hope Bernie Sanders will excuse them for at some point in the future. Yeah, this might be reason to believe that. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, is the one-year anniversary, and there are a couple of nuggets to take a look at uh, around that whole thing. Okay, I'm looking up at our giant Twitter screen. We have a whole bunch of follows up there, and there's at least five related to the royal family interview. So I can't really? believe still? that is still... Uh, well, Prince William said that the royal family is very much not racist, so there's another day of coverage over what he said for people with soft skulls. <laughs> whose skulls are pliable, and they have to wear a helmet everywhere they go. Well, they need entertainment. They do need entertainment. Uh, it's teamwork that makes the dream work, keeps the royal family together, and that's why we introduce everybody in the squad. There's our technical director, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. What were you thinking a year ago today? Do you have any memory oh, yeah, of that, Michael? Yeah, I got a very good memory, actually. I remember sitting down, it was in the evening, and the NBA had just announced that the next day they were shutting down the season, but they were going to play this one last game. It was supposed to be at 7 p.m., and so the arena, you know, filled up and stuff. And so the announcers come on and they're like, you know, I'm not really sure why the league's bothering to play this game. And <laughs> right. Yeah. Everybody yeah. sat around and around like seven o'clock came and they finally just decided, no, we're not playing it because oh, that's right. the players weren't going to play it. And that's it, right. I do remember that they were going to play one more game. And then by the time you got the game time, some of the players had said no and some of the coaches right. had said no. And well, and I think one of the opponents of one of the teams, one of the guys on them tested positive, And so everybody just said to hell with it and went home. 
not knowing that they would be staying home for some time. I remember the day they, I think they they originally canceled my son's school. I don't remember if it was a week or a month before they finally pulled the plug. But anyway, I remember everybody going over to the park because they got out a little early that day. And, all, and we were all just kind of like had a smile on our face like, this is crazy, isn't it? And everybody's running around everywhere. It was packed full of people. Not a mask to be seen. It wasn't even on anybody's mind. And everybody kind of was taking it like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't suppose you could blame us, but. And that was when he was in that public school, which is still closed to the day, to still this day. Still closed correct? to this day, and it has not opened again, no. Yeah. And may not till next year, and they're not committing, from what I'm told, to opening next fall. Even as all the private schools that surround it are open and oh. functioning and great. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. Warren Buffett's net worth reached $100 billion yesterday. Woo! But the interesting thing about that is that $96 billion of that amount was made after his 60th birthday. Huh. That's worth noting right there. There you go. You don't have to be done earning your money at age 60. He no, barely began. Yeah, yeah there's 20, 30 million out there for you. Just go get it. You just have to want it enough, Jack. Yeah, we did envision it. What was that thing Oprah was pitching there for a while? You just have to. Uh, the secret. The secret. The secret, yes. Which sounded like goal setting, right? Yeah. You know, I got a goal. My buddy Brian the Umpire, he's uh, he's working the uh, Grapefruit League this year, and he's taking long walks, uh, waiting to umpire to baseball games, and he sent me this real estate listing from Palm Beach. It's a nice uh, seven-bedroom, 13-bath house, Jack. Room for you and the kids, no problem. 13 15- baths to clean. That sounds like a nightmare. I'm not you're cleaning not 13 bathrooms. <laughs> you're no, you're not. Jeez, I'd get to my eighth bathroom. I've been cleaning bathrooms all day and think I got five freaking bathrooms to go. Old, simple, Jack. These people don't clean their own bathrooms. Uh, so it's 15,000 square feet. Uh, it's it's listed for an affordable $84 million. Is that Trump's place? I know Trump's place is for sale, and it's super expensive. Uh, I don't know that. It's right on the ocean, though. It's, it's mm. very nice. The uh, I believe the mortgage payment is $386,000 a month. <laughs> what? If you're financing. Let's see, then I wouldn't be able to afford somebody to clean my bathrooms. And so there I am on my hands and knees all day long. And you know what I do the next day? I get up and start over on the bathrooms again. The uh, down payment, if you're slow on math, is $17 million. Hey, who didn't flush the toilet in bathroom number 11? <laughs> I forgot. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, March 11th. Some people are calling this the year anniversary of this nightmare beginning. Uh, the year 2021, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Doesn't Warren Buffett still live like, in like a 3,200-square-foot house in Omaha or something? Same like house that he bought uh, way back in the day, yeah. He so what's the point of getting rich? He doesn't care much about material possessions. He likes the game and being good at it. Which Give is an $84 million house. Which is much better for your brain than caring about the material possessions, I'm sure. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, St. Blah. Francis of Assisi co-host in the show Give me there. a fancy car. Give me money. Here we go. Let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark. Mr. Speaker, whoever votes for this bill, I want you to look the people in the eye. I want you to think about that hardworking taxpayer. I want you to explain to them why only 9% goes to defeat COVID. Why do they have to give $5,000 and you redistribute it to people who weren't even laid off. It's a decent question, but uh, time is up on that whole deal. Yeah, the, the spin uh, fest has just begun, but I don't think it'll amount to much, honestly. 
The president's um, going out to do a Ain't This Great tour. Republicans are doing their best to muster up a It's Wasteful and Terrible tour. Well, it's polling at about 75% currently, including uh, a majority of Republicans. So, uh, you know, they got the wind at their back. I did not see a majority in the poll I saw, okay. but it's a, significant, a poll it's a significant number. Okay. Yeah. Um, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's good. Solid. Good enough for the COVID era. You know, we're all kind of done. <laughs> good enough for the COVID era, which is almost <laughs> over, thank God. Thank, thank not be according to, God. to CNN. I was watching unwatchable CNN to punish myself for my sins, and they're still trying to whip up the fear as hard as they can. But um, we're They're always Johnny one note on one note or another. We got a lot of other stuff to talk about too. So our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC, and don't touch the dial. Armstrong and Getty. Broadway plays anyway, but they say they're not going to open up until September, they think. Broadway in New York, which is a pretty good gauge of major public uh, venue stuff. Texas Rangers just announced they will be uh, opening their stadium for opening day 100%. Yeah, that's outdoors versus indoors. Is that the big difference, you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, September sounds about right for an indoor room packed full of humans breathing moistly on each other. And that's still a long way away, though. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. A quick, entirely self-serving public service announcement if... Uh, you or your friends, especially your friends and relatives, uh, regularly listen to a particular morning radio show in a gigantic uh, West Coast market, and that show is not on the air, perhaps have them uh, tune in the Armstrong and Getty show. Wouldn't that be lovely for all of us? Unless they'll hate you for it. Why would they hate him for it? They don't like it. It's a, it's a solid show. It's good. I've heard it virtually every day when it's aired. Has its days. Yeah. Well, <laughs> don't, don't we all? Mailbag. Anyway, welcome to the show. If it's new to you, we suggest you give it a couple hours to get used to the feel. It's a little different. Then a couple of days, a couple of weeks. If you don't like it after that, uh, lower your expectations. (laughs) Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from George Will. Political ignorance helps explain Americans' perpetual disappointment with politicians generally, and presidents especially, to whom voters unrealistically attribute abilities to control events. True that. You know, there's a lot of truth to that, although it's not dated, that quote. And I suspect it was several years ago he said that because presidents now have seized more power to the executive branch through the executive uh, actions and the the, the writs and the rest of it. Congress no longer legislates. So the president has just the the presidency has seized a lot more power. Like to talk to George about that sometime. Moving along to the correspondence property uh, proper, rather. John writes uh, about your bang bang yesterday, Jack, mm-hmm. with back to back dinners inexplicably, or two days ago. Yeah, I had so, one healthy like salad meal, and then mm-hmm. I had a meat milkshake meal. It's right mm-hmm. after it. Dinner table events. Dinner John, table events. That's <laughs> I get it. A bang bang. There you go, back to back. So Jack had barbecued pork, coleslaw, salad, crackers, a milkshake. Not impressed. That's a typical visit to Applebee's for most people. Oh, restaurants coming back is reminding me that some of my weight loss over the last year might have been not having access to the enormous portions that the restaurants give me. Right. 
Right. I, I did the opposite of the COVID-19. The not sitting down at a restaurant where they give me three times what I normally would eat has been good for me. Well, and the secret to a lot of diets is that they restrict what you can eat and you get bored with what you're eating and just don't feel like it hmm. as much. Uh, moving along, dear sirs, uh, I love the time change. I've stayed on daylight savings time for the last six months. When y'all got one extra hour that night six months ago, I kept having an extra hour every day all the time. With the shelter at home, I didn't have to change my sleeping schedule. I just stayed on daylight saving time, and it was great. Uh, it felt like I had a superpower. <laughs> That's weird. That's interesting. Evidently, no name Ron could uh, craft his schedule that way. I heard somebody the other day talking about, this is a smart person, this is like a Harvard Law person, who said, I love this time of year because now my the clock in my car is back to being right, and I don't have to subtract an hour. <laughs> wow. Uh, the always insightful JT from Livermore commenting on Molly Hemingway saying that uh, Biden probably shouldn't do a press conference because he's so doddering that would be threatening to national security. JT wrote, uh, writes, well, you'd have to buy the notion that China doesn't know anything about Biden's diminished capacity unless they deceive it on display at a press conference. I'm sure they're monitoring uh, Biden's mental state constantly. Uh, but then his PS is worth the price of admission. A confused octogenarian in the White House is all fun and games until somebody loses an eye because China launched a nuclear-tipped ICBM into it. All right. I think the concern would be, as a press conference, it like really, really displays a lack of faculties. I think that's the concern. Yeah, I would agree, and I think that is a well-founded concern. Some more looking back over the last year on this year anniversary, and then a whole bunch of you know the current uh, current events of the day that we need to talk about. The jobless numbers uh, are coming out, obviously. Again, where are we on that? And stupidity. There's all kinds of stupidity about. Are you into stupidity? <laughs> oh, there's plenty of it. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The result is that we're now on track to have enough vaccine supply for every American adult by the end of May, months earlier than anyone expected. So that's obviously good news. Um, uh, well, USA Today yesterday said we're going to have so much damn vaccine around by May that we'll be swimming in it. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be everywhere. So if you can if you can wait, it'll it'll be here soon. Although that's April. That's the end of May. Two and a half months from now. Yeah, I got I was holding out for the J and J because I'm allowed to get it now where I live, but uh, I can't get an appointment. I may have to go with one of your lessy two jabbers, lesser two jabbers. So I was hooping haagen ice cream last night, not feeling so good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Um, we learned the term hooping yesterday, or hooping. Uh, George Floyd was apparently hooping fentanyl. And we got on that topic end of the show yesterday. I have more uh, you know, uh, pertinent information about the George Floyd trial. He's not on trial. He's the one who died. Um, uh up in Minneapolis, but hooping is a way to take drugs, and we found out through the text line alcohol. You uh, you do it like the Chinese swab you for the COVID. They they, oh, they go from, they go up south as opposed to, to, to from the north, right? And people some people take their drugs and alcohol that way. I did not know that, and we we wondered why that is. 
Uh, hooping is a faster high. Its appeal is that it doesn't waste drugs by letting the smoke blow away or by proce- or by processing in the liver. And so you jam it up, you and you get higher faster. Now I had mm. the I, that, well, uh, I don't know much about drugs, but I know a fair amount about booze. And I could I thought you know I I was always able to get plenty drunk plenty fast. I mean if you you do several shots of vodka, you're going to be pretty drunk pretty fast. But people said it, it's believed in the in the hardcore drinking community. That you're bypassing the liver and saving your liver somehow? That doesn't make any sense to me. Your your liver filters your blood. I mean, hmm. Also, for the drugs, we got uh, text that said people hoop to prevent needle marks in their arm and to prevent vein rolling, which is just the most awful concept I can possibly think of. Um. So anyway, somebody said Tammy Wynette, the country star of the '60s, woman who was known for being a alcoholic. uh, (laughs) Uh, she used to do it in the 80s. She used to hoop alcohol. Is it called hooping if it's uh, alcohol? I don't know. That's interesting. I did not anticipate Tammy Wynette's name coming into this discussion, (laughs) I must admit. I wonder what percentage of people have ever heard that name before listening right now. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Fine uh, songstress. We got this. I had a friend who injected crank into his tear ducts. We are not friends anymore. Yeah, we got somebody else who said, uh, I used to take cocaine in through my eyes. Okay. What the what? Anyway, uh, that's not what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the uh, the George Floyd trial, as I think is going to be the shorthand for it uh, when people are referring to the giant news event that is going on right now. Um, and the headline yesterday was they have seated five jurors out of the 12 already. And it's expected to take three weeks, but maybe it's going to go a little faster than they thought. Joe was talking about it later in the show yesterday on how he doesn't think this guy. What, what are you predicting he's going to get? Oh, Chauvin, he, the, the he may he may get convicted of the s- least charge that the judge puts in front of the jury. There's an argument whether a third degree murder uh, should be part of the equation. Right now, it's just second degree murder. Um, he will not be convicted of anything serious. Uh, yeah, and I, so I didn't have much to say about that because I haven't followed it that closely. Uh, but Tucker did a long feature on it last night on Fox and played. The full video mm. and all the information that's now known from the autopsy and, and that sort of thing. As I was suggesting is necessary, really, to form an opinion. Of course. Yesterday. That's yeah. one of the reasons I hadn't really thought that much about it. I, I mean, I, I've learned from enough of these police shootings and all kinds of different cases that I, I usually don't have the information to form an opinion, so I don't get all worked up about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, you watch the whole video and you hear about the autopsy and everything that was going on. And no, no, he's he's not going to get murder. The fact that 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 they've got training pictures and videos of that's the way they train the police to restrain someone. That's exactly the way they do it. The fact that he was saying, I can't breathe for 20 minutes before he was ever on, on the ground. I mean, all those various things, how much how much uh, enough drugs to kill any normal normal human being was in his body at the time, all that stuff. Plus, he had some serious uh, cardiac problems. But my, my point wasn't even that it was. How did we let cities burn all across the country for months, including locally here with me? The Target was torn. Just they broke in and took all the cash registers out of the Target. In theory, because of the George Floyd murder. No, uh, and that was just cover, of course. Um, you know, and I'm two thousand miles away. Um, how does how do they not get this video out faster? How do they not get the details out faster? Now, I know the autopsy stuff takes a while. And I understand that there's all kinds of privacy rules and everything like that. But we got to figure out a better system going forward. If there's videos 
that would, at least for some people, way, 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 way tone down the level of anger. We got to get that stuff out faster. It's a PR game to keep our cities from burning. Who's we in this scenario? Whoever Getting these has, videos. Whoever has I, the access to the I videos. watched them at the time. The whole video? I talked about them at the time. It was within, within a week. I thought they came out much later. No, there was nobody who had any interest in distributing them, and everybody was terrified to go against the narrative. People were getting fired and losing their careers for even tapping the brakes on the narrative. Huh, that's not what Tucker was saying last night, that uh, that this information came out much later. But Well, know, you know, he I could be following. right. I might have the timeline wrong because it was months and months and months ago, but it was during the hot, hot part of the coverage I saw the entire video and thought, wow, wait a minute, this is completely different. Yeah, well, I think it came out during the rioting, which you'd hope would do the trick. I don't think. Okay, it, yeah, I yeah. don't. It did not come out at you know right after it happened, before the passions built. And he went through the polling on this, and the polling at the time, I don't have it in front of me, but it was something like sixty nine percent of Americans believed that George Floyd was murdered by this chauvin person, and now it's down to in the thirties. Now yeah. that more information is out. Wait till the trial happens and the testimony comes out. Now, I don't know how many of the riders that would have affected, but certainly the national mood for putting up with it, the rioting, would have been different if, you know, if 30-some percent of people believe there was a murder that happened. When you got when you got damn near 70% of America believes the guy was murdered, you can understand people saying, you know, I don't blame him for rioting. Um Mm-hmm. But you, you cut that way down into the 30 percentile, and a lot of people are going to say, no, you got to stop this. This is ridiculous. And I just, I feel like we got to somehow, the PR game has got to get played. And this has happened over and over again, where the, uh, the lawyers tell the police, don't say a word. All the videos are, you know, held back into the trial and everything like that. And a completely different story comes out months later. If indeed the the not doing that leads to billions and billillions of dollars in damage and lives lost, yeah. After ha- point. after hands up, don't shoot has become a trademarkable phrase. It's too late to let the world know that never happened. That never happened. The police, I, I don't I don't know how to do this because you know the the individual policeman that's being charged, his lawyers are saying shut up. But they eventually get to talk in a courtroom or months later, and they say, no, this is what happened. Well, right. And if it's, I'm trying to think of which one of the incidents would be the best uh, to illustrate this, but if part of what you're describing, more full information that would tend to tone down people's reaction, if that looks like prosecuting the guy who was shot, then the cops or the DA's office is guilty of, of you know, trial by media. Right. And throwing all the evidence out there to the public when that's incredibly unethical. Sure. So they're in a hell of a conundrum. Oh, the media mind, meanwhile, is utterly soulless and gutless. They're greed heads and they're, they're, they're crack dealers. They're just selling the crack of anger and division. So, you know. Look it up. The Washington Post did a good long article about this. Don't, hands up, don't shoot, never happen. But that's a catchphrase with that I Michael guarantee, Brown. with Michael Brown right. and Ferguson, Missouri, however many years ago that one. But I guarantee that that phrase still resonates with a lot of people. It's one of the many horrors of, uh, you know, white cops gunning down black men in the streets. That's just a narrative that has grown that is not true. That's not a true thing. 
So I have a couple. Of- it happens occasionally, but it's not a phenomenon. It's not an. It's not a uh, a regular thing. And we just somehow we got to bust through this narrative because it's so bad for society. As long as we're chucking facts out there, I do have some pretty serious problems with what Derek Chauvin did and did not do that day. But um, we've received a couple of impassioned emails. Uh, after we have a discussion like this that say, it's a chokehold, he choked him, he couldn't breathe. Those restraints are not chokeholds. They don't check, choke off your air. Now, in some cases, and Positive Sean has talked about this in the mixed martial arts, the idea is to put pressure on your carotid artery, which makes you tap out because you feel your head getting woozy. Oh, um, and But the, the point is, those holds, now, if they are abused, if a government official a cop or whoever abuses their right to apply force to a citizen. I am on that citizen side every time. Absolutely. As a liberty-loving American, we can't have the government beating us up. That's the op- that we held a revolution over that. So understand, I am on your side. But the idea of those holds, if used properly, is they prevent violence. You don't have to batter a guy down with a nightstick if he's saying uncle. Well, I, I don't know which bits of information called the poll, caused the poll numbers to change the way they did. But it went from vast majority of people believed that George Floyd was murdered to a minority opinion. And somehow we have to get that information out faster if cities are going to burn all across America. I would agree. Uh, and uh, people who would tend to burn cities aren't going to listen to conservative talk radio because we were talking about it a fair amount. I But I... I uh, I think I definitely think that would have had an effect on the way cities reacted, the way mayors, how much uh, mayors felt like they had, you know, the public on their side to 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 get strong about trying to put down these riots. Right. Public yeah. pressure to put down the riots. It would have made a huge difference. Right. You know, if, if yeah, yeah, I agree. One final thought, though. The one problem I really have with uh, the copper in question is that when Floyd became completely unresponsive. A hell of a long time went by before anybody acquired as to how he was doing, which yeah. seemed like callous disregard God, for another I, I human would being. Definitely say it's an incredibly frustrating job. They were fighting to control him for twenty minutes, and he was a big, big, strong dude. And I think they were just frustrated and had enough, and their compassion was turned off. But that's not murder. Yeah, poor boy, don't don't do drugs, kids. Certainly not those kind of drugs, the way he was doing it, man. He was so confused, and I mean, that, that was a tough situation. Well, yeah, he was uh, he was a victim of, of heart attack due to excited delirium, I believe is the uh, is the uh, the, the specific uh, description of what ailed him. So how, how will there be riots all across the country if this guy doesn't get, uh, you know, first or second degree murder? Yeah, oh, he, they're not so? even charging him with first. In fact, uh, breaking news, the judge just, just did add on third-degree murder as a choice. And I read the definitions of that yesterday. We really need to take a break, but it's a, it's a pretty minor charge. So if he gets one of the minor charges, do you expect rioting across America, or will enough of the facts have come out that people think, oh, okay? No, people will try to, the Marxists will try to riot. The radicals will try to riot. Those who can't listen to reason will absolutely start riots and commit violence. And the response to it will vary city by city, state by state. Oh, boy. Our text line gets snuffed out in some places, and like Portland, it'll be allowed to run wild. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. A very important celebrity birthday today that we have to mention. Really? Yeah, because it's okay. ho- because it's hilarious. Oh, not okay. because it's serious, but because it's hilarious. Uh, and we have some stuff on this: the one-year anniversary of this whole pandemic started. 
you know, pick your day of when you want to call it the beginning, but President Biden's called at the beginning with a speech tonight. All that stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. An American icon is celebrating a big one. Now Mattel brings you Ken, Barbie's boyfriend. He doesn't look it, but Ken turns 60 today. Senior design director Robert Bess says Barbie's main squeeze has come a long way. Now it's more about different hair textures and hairstyles, different skin colors, as well as representing different abilities. One Ken has a man bun, another a brightly colored merman tail. What? <laughs> So Ken now has a man bun or a merman tail? What's a merman tail? I, I don't know. It's a male version of a mermaid. It's a merman. Okay. Zoolander played one in the commercial. And he, he got real angry when his family referred to him as a mermaid. Okay. He was oh, a merman. Wow. What's, All right. What's G.I. Joe think of Ken and his man bun? That's what I'd like to know. Don't ask, don't tell. Man bun. Does anybody but boomers care about Ken no, Barbie at this no. point? It's, it's, I, I, well, I, I, actually, I don't know. You know, I shouldn't say no because I don't have girls. And Sean the other day assumed that who what kid plays with the Mr. Potato Head? Because how would you know? I sure. have kids; they love Mr. Potato Head. So maybe mm. little girls are loving Barbie and Ken. I don't actually know. Mm. Maybe you would know. Where did your uh, girls ever play with uh, Barbie and Ken? My kids haven't been playing with dolls for you know oh, fifteen. Right. I mean, years. when they were little. Oh. Oh, uh, I didn't think they still were. No, I think I think we thought there were better alternatives. I don't. I think we may have had a Barbie or two around the house. I remember one of those pink Mustangs. Mm, well, okay, that when you had one, yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, so man, yeah, that was a factor. Man, bun and mer ta- merman tail. What the hell? What the hell is right? Makes you angry. <laughs> so we have more information that China lied to us all, like we needed. That China lied to us all about the origin of the COVID. Uh, yes, we do. Absolutely. Really compelling evidence. Also, I'm, I'm just uh, looking through everything. Oh, hundreds of people asked about their biggest life decisions and their biggest regrets. Oh, those answers will change the way you think. It will it? Is it going to lay me low? Uh, it may. I don't know. Depends hmm. how bad your decisions are. Well, they're pretty bad. Free-range kids, ballparks being full for the summer. China's going to end democracy, has ended democracy in uh, Hong Kong. And what was behind the Lady Gaga dog napping? So much to get to. I mean, I was hooping chocolate ice cream last night. That's not a good decision. <laughs> Number one, it's going to be a real mess. It's just sick enough. Eat it the regular way. How about this? A group of hackers say they breached a massive trove of security camera data collected by one of the giants in the industry. I'd never heard of them, but Silicon Valley startup Verkata Incorporated. They gained access to live feeds of about 150,000 surveillance cameras inside hospitals, uh, private companies, police departments, prisons, schools. Uh, they, They hacked the cameras of Tesla. Uh, software maker. In addition, hackers were able to view video from inside women's health clinics, Ooh. yikes, psychiatric hospitals, and the offices of Verkata itself. Some of the cameras, including in hospitals, use facial recognition technology to identify and characterize people captured on the video. The hackers say they have access to the full video archive of all Verkata customers. 
Then they mentioned a couple of things they got footage of, none of it terribly uh, scandalous or, or horrible, although some of the mental hospital stuff is, you know, it's it's sad. When I hear about hacks like this, I always think, though, the the, the, the perpetrators are just drinking out of a fire hose. I mean, how, they, how would they turn that into any damage to any individual? Well, interestingly enough, Jack, you brought us to the next point, which is the motivation of the hackers. The data breach was carried out by an international hacker collective and intended to show the pervasiveness of video surveillance and the ease with which systems could be broken into. Okay. One of the hackers who claimed credit, one Tilly Cotman of, uh, I don't know of where, uh, Ms. Cotman uses they, them pronouns, Jack, in case you were curious. Hmm. Uh, previously claimed credit for hacking chipmaker Intel Corp and carmaker Nissan Motor Corp. Cotman said the reason for hacking are, quote, lots of curiosity, fighting for freedom of information and against intellectual property, a huge dose of anti-capitalism, a hint of anarchism, and it's also just too much fun not to do it. Mm. You know, so they're hacking people, because they can. Yeah, they're, they're hacking because they can. They like the challenge of it. They're, they've also got some stupid-ass, grad-school, anti-capitalist, wackadoo attitudes. On the other hand, it's going to make Verkata a better company and less hackable in the future, I think, finding and exploiting yeah. these vulnerabilities. So, um, I don't see that anybody really got hurt by it. Oh, interestingly enough, though, and th- well, maybe this could hurt somebody. The hackers uh, got inside 330 security cameras inside the Madison County Jail in Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, bum, 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 bum. Uh, according to a Verkata blog post, images seen by Bloomberg show that the cameras inside the jail, some are hidden inside vents, thermostats, defibrillators. They track inmates and correctional staff using facial recognition technology. How about that? You know... I can think of specific instances, like specifically a politician, if you had a picture of them going into a place where they're getting mental health treatment. But it's very specific issues. Otherwise, I don't see what the damage could possibly even be to anyone. Note to self, put camera in thermostats. Armstrong and Getty.